The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net, where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon, and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. For those of you who have heard about my story in regards to how I met Jason in a dream, um, my spirit guide Jason in a dream many years ago, I wanted to give you all an update on another dream that I had recently seeing him again. I was sort of on the fence of whether or not to share this, and I keep getting the nudge to do so. So I wanted to talk about the dream that I had with Jason. I am sort of winging this episode just relying on the guidance that I am being given to say the words that I need to say. The dream, as always, was uh, the dream as it has been, I should say, was rather short, like the encounter that I had with Jason. Um, But there were some really interesting points from that dream that I would love to share. From what I remember from the dream, I remember standing with Jason, he looked different from the first time that I met him many years ago. And I know this because when I first met him, he reminded me of the actor who, the boy in the Indian in the cupboard. And so because I knew what he looked like and continue to know what he looks like, it was easy point of reference for me. But when I saw him in my dream this time, he looked He looked different. He didn't look like the same boy, but there were very similar characteristics. And when I say boy, even in the dream when I first met him, he had the face of that young actor, but he didn't present to me as the age of that young actor. He was older. So this time when I saw him in my dream, he had these beautiful crystal gray blue eyes. The eyes I remember because they were so clear and blue and gray, almost like see-through, <laughs> but not see-through. They, um, you know, I've seen these eyes on humans <laughs> before with the with the crystal gray blue, uh, just just gorgeous. Like they captured my attention right away. And he had 
still like little tendrils of hair that would come over his forehead. And I remember saying to him, because it looked like he had cut his hair, like it looked shorter than when I first met him for the first time. Um, And I said, oh, but you kept the hair in the front. And that's significant to me because when I connect with my spirit guide, not just on an everyday level, but his calling card for me, I get a sensation on my forehead. And I relate that to the hair that falls down over his forehead. Because his hair, for some reason, is really important for me to connect with him. And calling card, I mean, is whenever you intend to connect with your guide or need to get little reminders that your guide is there with you, they may give you a sensation every time. And it could always evolve and change, of course. Nothing's pretty much nothing set in stone when it comes to spirit, but they give you a sensation so that you know that it's them. And it's usually something rather significant in relation to to them. It helps you to uh, identify it as them. For example, I know somebody who their calling card with their spirit guide is they get like tickly sensations on their, around their a mouth like their face because their guide has a beard. And so like that's rather significant. So for me, whenever I get sensation on my forehead, I relate that to Jason and I know he's there with me. Like when I do a reading for somebody and I kind of get into that headspace, I almost always get that sensation on my forehead because I do love to have Jason and my team there with me when I do readings for other people. And so that gives me the reassurance that he's there. And it makes it that there's no doubt that it's that it's him because that's his calling card for me. So the sensation on the forehead, and I always equate that to his hair, because his hair stood out to me when I first met him. And it was significant in the dream. Again, I remember saying to him, Like, oh, you know, even though you had cut your hair, you still have tendrils, like these curly tendrils that come over your forehead. Uh, And so it was almost like a reassurance, like, yes, you know, that's still going to be the calling card, despite maybe things changing a little bit or or relationships changing as far as my team and myself. But another thing that stuck out to me in that dream was I knew even though Jason presented to me differently than he did when I first met him. I knew it was him. There was no doubt. I remember in my dream talking to him just like how I talked to a friend that I maybe haven't seen in a little bit. But that friend where even though you haven't seen him in a little bit, it's almost like you pick up where you left off. So it was it was like that. We were just it was almost like business as usual, you know, just talking with him. But in my dream state, I knew it was him. There was no doubt. It wasn't like, oh my goodness, you're Jason or you're my spirit guide. It was, I do remember having that thought like, oh, I'm excited. Jason has visited me in a dream. Like I got really excited about that. But looking back, it was so interesting because I was talking to him in my dream, just as if like I, I already knew that. And I, you know, I must have on a soul level. The dream was was really significant for me. Anytime I have a visitation with a guide or any entity from the other side, it very much sticks with me and gets my attention, gets me back in line, back on track, and reminds me of the 
support that I have from the other side. So dreams are a great way to connect with guides. Now, I connect with Jason every day, every day. I I can just sense, I don't get the calling card every day, so I don't get that sensation on my forehead every day. But I know when I'm being guided and I know when I am getting those intuitive nudges, I am now at the point where I, it's just become a knowing. I just know uh, every time that I sort of switch a little bit to receive some guidance from the other side, <laughs> switch, I mean like something in my brain switches. I don't really know how to explain it, but there's something in my brain that switches. And every time that that happens, I just know that I am connected to him. So Jason, he may represent like my team of guides. And I've been starting to toy with the idea, or maybe Jason's giving me the idea that our guides are sort of a ball of energy, and that they come to us more on an individual human type scale. Some, you know, some people have maybe more mystical creatures, whatever form that we need them to present themselves as they will. Does that mean that they're an individual energy? In a sense, yes, but they're also part of a collective energy. We all have multiple guides for multiple reasons, both for the physical that we go through and the emotional aspects of life that we go through. Different guides represent different parts of our life. And so they are still all there sort of in this ball of energy, but it's kind of, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's just, it's so ever-changing. It's not solid. It's not liquid. It's it's not so much as a gas. It's just so, it just feels like and looks like this ever-moving ball of energy. And, it, and it, it's coming to me more of like a purple, blue color with some orange in it. There's just, it's just this beautiful ball of energy, but you know, with spirit, we don't put any limitations on them. To make it easier for us in this physical form to relate with them and to work with them and to feel connected, more connected with them, they do present to us in a form that we can better grasp, we can better swallow. So without having to make it too complicated, the takeaway here is not so that I hurt your brain <laughs> as mine is with this idea of energy and the ability to transform and and change on a whim because you know sometimes our our physical brains can have a hard time grasping some of those concepts and so perhaps Jason will continue to give it to us in these bite-sized doses so that we can continue to build upon our knowledge about spirit guides, because it does feel very important to explain and give a better knowledge about spirit guides. They're much more than just having lived a life. That's the start of it. That's the start of the knowledge is understanding that spirit guides have lived a life before, but there's more to it. And so Jason will continue to give it to us in these smaller bite-sized pieces. Um, but until then, just remember that the main thing about spirit guides is how much they love us, how much they support us and how much they guide us and how there they are. And to remember to ask them 
to help you and to communicate with you and to guide you. And if you're still looking to connect with your own in some way, you know, you can do so, ask them to meet you in your dreams. You can do a guided meditation that's intended to uh, help you meet your spirit guides. I have one of those here in the podcast. Um, so feel free to to take a look at that one. It's about 14 minutes uh, guided meditation. I just did it with Jason. One take. <laughs> one take. I just said what he told me to. But know that they are very much there. And even if you are not yet in that part of your journey where you connect with them in the way that you're meant to, know that it is still happening, especially if you are still asking them to to help because we have free will. We do have the right to not have them fully interfere and assist us in the way that they are capable and can. Um, so just remember to ask them. And even if you still can't quite feel them in the way that you're intended to eventually, they're still going to be there to help you and guide you and support you. And they still love you no matter what, no matter what. So just remember to ask. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and it didn't hurt your brain too much. Um, I was really um, grateful for that dream visitation and happy that I get to share it with all of you. Um, I do look forward to hearing about more stories from others who connect with their own guides. So perhaps we will have some more episodes on about the different ways that different people have connected with their own and the relationships that they have with theirs. So until then, I will talk to you guys again in the next one. And that was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.